All right, so we have uh, this topic today, which I think is kind of interesting. We, as we were preparing, we were, I was just thinking through like the lens of homeschooling, but then I was also thinking through my experience mm -hmm. and how yep. I was raised and my school situation. So yeah, this is just kind of interesting. Yeah, so we're pulling this from an article that, long title, basically, as I talked to 70 parents of highly successful adults, here are four phrases they never used when their kids were young. Right. So, so gets me interested. It's phrases, but it's also kind of a lifestyle, I think. Mindsets, beliefs. Right. Yeah, that's all kind of wrapped up yeah, in it. Yeah, so let's go, let's go for number one. So I'll have the link in the description if you want to check out the full article. Mm. But uh, yeah, let's just kind of dive in. So yeah. you want to read it? Yeah, okay. So the first phrase is, I don't trust you, so I reviewed your homework and fixed the mistakes for you. Man. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So what do you think? Well, I mean, so this... It makes me think of a few different things. The first one is not wanting your kids to fail. Yeah. Which we all do, right? Like no right. parent wants, Nobody their, wants kids their kids to, kids fail. to fail. Yeah. But I mean, there's so much to be learned from that. And this is one of those things that I think about as I'm homeschooling. Like there's oftentimes when uh, our oldest will be taking a test and he'll look at me like, right, is this the right answer? Yeah. And I'm like, it's really hard for me to not talk him through it. And part of it is I'm trying to teach him as he's walking through it. But there's another part of it that's like, no, you, if you get a bad grade, like that tells us something that we just need to yeah. go back through the lesson and relearn it, you know? Uh, and, but this one is, it's hard for me. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I think I, you're better at this than I, I am. I might be better at it, but I also think that I, I'm a little more conditioned to failure than you are. Yeah. I think I've been through more failures. I've yeah, you've taken feel like more I can risks. handle failure a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I agree with that. I've just <laughs> I've had well, a lot of failures because my parents didn't do this, but they did this type of thing. It wasn't yeah. necessarily with my homework, but it was with other things where it'd be like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And by teaching you, I'm just going to show you what to do. And I'm going to do the whole thing for you. <laughs> and, you know, and again, they didn't do my my schoolwork for me, but they did that with a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's part of it. And yeah. so because I had that experience, I see what it has done to me as an adult. And I'm like, even though my natural tendency is to do it exactly how they did it, because yeah. I'm like, oh man, that that was really a disservice to me that... I didn't know how to work through that. And it's okay to get things wrong. Yeah. And it's good. It's good. It's good to get yeah. things wrong because that's just real life is yeah. bumping into failures and overcoming them. And and I often talk about, uh, you know, starting our business and what that looks mm -hmm. like. And in any aspects of it that have been successful, sometimes people will point those out. And I'm quick to let them know that our business has been a, a string of failures, like just yeah. nonstop failures. But then those failures lead to a particular success. Right. You know well, what I mean? Well, and you've talked about this too with the budget. It's like people get really discouraged whenever they set up a budget and you're like, the first month it's going to be wrong. I guarantee it. It's going to be wrong. It's not going to work the first month. Yeah. Second month, is, it'll get closer. And usually by the third month, it starts feeling like, oh, okay, this is, e this is easy. This is coming together. Yeah. Like... It makes sense now. and But if you don't have this lesson of, I have to push through for three months mm -hmm. to get this right, then you easily quick before you get that breakthrough. And I think that it's like that with a lot of things. Yeah. 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 So I think this is a good one. And yeah. it's like, 
I'm taking mental note of where else am I doing this in my kid's life <laughs> that I can, that I can, you know, tighten things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, this is good. I mean, because, yeah, I uh, same way. It's like I want to take notes on this and just, and we talk about this a lot, just how we want our kids, we don't want to make everything easy for them. <laughs> like, we want them to have to go through some challenges and work through something. The truth is, is they do have an easy life. Yeah. They, they really do. And, not, and it's not on purpose. Like, we're not right. trying to put them in a bubble, but it's just the reality of our world. We live in Franklin, Tennessee. Right. It's we this nice, quaint little town. Like No one, you know, no one is mad at us for going to church here, right? Because we live in America. Yeah, we just and don't we have, have freedom real of religion and opposition. Uh-huh. And so we want some of that for our kids. And like, how do we... <laughs> How do we do that in a way that, um, yeah, I don't it's know. Just, and it's just, hard. And we're just, you know, we're just praying about it because we want the best for our kids. And the mm-hmm. best is not to give them a life with no challenge. It's to help them learn how to overcome them, to yeah. walk with God through difficulties mm-hmm. and to be able to overcome them. Yeah. So anyway. That's number one. Okay, number two. We're increasing your allowance so you can buy whatever you want. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I do wish my parents would have said this to me. Do you really? <laughs> do you? I don't think you do. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think as a kid, of course, yes. Yes, of course, of course you as want a kid. that. But, uh, man. But yes, yeah, having to work for what you have, there's real value in it. So I remember uh, back when I was like teaching and coaching a lot of people to kind of start blogs. And I was, you know, because I had become a professional blogger in 2009, which is, <laughs> what is that, 14 years ago? Oh my now gosh. Or something? Just crazy. And it was pretty rare back then. And so that was part of our business as I was coaching bloggers, helping them get started and stuff like that. And I remember this one particular blogger uh, started and out of the gate, um, she had a lot of things go right for her really, really quickly mm-hmm. in terms of some much bigger bloggers linking to her and sending her a bunch of traffic at yeah. the beginning. And at the beginning... And initially, I'm like, I'm excited for you because that's great. That's going to be a great head start. And then as I kind of watch things unfold, I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, this is probably not going to be good for you mm. because the, the problem is, is that it takes time. It's, it's like the cocoon thing. You know what yeah. I mean? With like a, 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 butterfly. a butterfly. Like where that fight is the thing that helps you get to the end and develop mm-hmm. everything that needs to be in there. And so in her case, she had this huge head start. But once that was gone, and now she had to go through the long and slow, arduous process of slowly building up traffic on your blog month after month and writing and writing, like just to get back to the point where she was in that first month where someone sent her all this free traffic, Mm. it's just really discouraging and hard to overcome. Yeah. Uh, And I knew someone else in my life who um, basically was given uh, like, I don't know, like almost $10 million at age 21. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and I remember, I, and I don't know why. Like, I, I remember, like, it just hit me. Like, because I was pretty young when I heard about this. And I'm like, that actually would be really depressing for me because I feel like I would have no, there's no, there's nothing to work for. Yeah, there's no like, incentive. It's just been handed to me. I didn't have to work for it. Mm-hmm. And sure, it would be fun for a little bit, running around spending a bunch of money. But I, I could just, I just knew that that wouldn't be a satisfying path because there was no work involved for it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so... That's what I think of when I think of this. Yeah. Like, we can do that with our kids. We can give them all this money so they have no concept of what something costs and what hard work means mm-hmm. in connecting those dots. Well, and it doesn't build any character. Yeah. 
Because again, going back to the first one, it's like, you got to work through the hard stuff. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, I mean, and I think it just sets a dangerous precedent too. Uh, yeah, like I want to always be dependent on God. I want to mm. teach our kids to be dependent yeah. on God, uh, but not dependent on other people in mm-hmm. a, um, and not in an untrusting way. And I don't need anybody. I'm an island, but but always making God the true source of yeah, yeah of everything. Of everything. And that we're right. depending on Him above all else. And if he uses other people to help support and meet needs in moments, like mm-hmm. that's fine. But but to be in a position where you're constantly reaching out to another person as your source, depending on another yeah. person or entity or whatever as your source, that's just a dangerous place to be in. Well, and we were just talking to um, a leader of a non-for-profit organization, and he said, we try and raise 80% of our funding. And he said, I say 80% because if we tried to raise 100, then we don't leave any room for God to do the miraculous. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a, like a smart wall to put in place to make sure that you are keeping yourself dependent on him. Um, while doing your part. While doing your part. But maintaining a position of God's the one who you know started this thing, and yeah. he's the one who and needs to sustain it. He has and to sustain it, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really like that, too. Yeah. All right, number three is no after-school activities until your grades improve. Yeah. Did you get any of this? What do you mean? Well, you had a oh, lot of after-school after activities. Uh, Was there a standard in your home that you have to meet before you could? Probably. I don't remember much of it. I, I did pretty well in grade school, uh, and so that wasn't... A big issue, but in high school, I went to a very academically challenging high school. Mm-hmm. That um, some would say, like my 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 uh, grade school principal didn't want me to apply to it because she didn't think I was going to get accepted. <laughs> and I remember like that just lit a watch fire me. in me, and it's like, oh yeah, you think so? <laughs> like, watch me get into this school. And so I had to work really, really hard to get into that school, and then I had to work hard to not get kicked out of that school mm. because it was very challenging academically. Uh, I played baseball in high school. Um, but I don't think I had that. I think my parents understood well, the importance of baseball in my life at that point. Yeah. But, but also, I mean, you were really driven to go to the school. Yeah. No, so I, I think yeah. they knew that you had the fear of God in you. No, in high school, yeah, <laughs> I was fear doing... Of getting kicked out, really. For anybody who's curious, like, I was doing probably four to five hours of homework every night in high school, like on average. And so I don't think that's the normal high school experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I really wanted to, yeah, I wanted to make it in this high school. I well, wanted to last. and a lot of and, people who come out of this high school are like lawyers and doctors and stuff like that who have to push through a lot of yeah. challenge, right? Yep. And yep. just like do For a sure. ton of research and be good at a lot of different things. It's a lot of very smart, high-achieving kids coming yeah. out of school. Right. So, so anyway, in sense. my case, that wasn't much of a thing. I. Yes, I had to work hard, but I was working hard on my own accord. It wasn't my parents holding over my head. They knew that I was working my butt off, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I think one of the big points here is that um, they didn't. Ca- the, these people are not caring as much about their grades as they are helping them find what they're passionate about and what they are excelling in, yeah. right? Is that the idea? And, yeah, and this is my, I think, as a homeschool parent, this is the thing I am most excited about, most passionate about. Mm -hmm. Like I am just like 
antsy, like sitting back, waiting, <laughs> trying to figure out what are the gifts that God has put in each of our kids, mm-hmm. and how can I help support that and push them forward in that? Like, I, I can't wait. Well, like, and we've noticed a few of them, I think. Yeah, no, we've noticed some things, but I'm like, all right, like, how can we pour some fuel in this fire? Yeah. And so, our three year old loves playing baseball right now, which is yeah. fun for you because you played baseball. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's play catch then. But I never want to be like, um, uh, what is, um, there's this famous Mark Twain quote where he says something like, never let school get in the way of a education oh, or something like that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and I I just very much subscribe to that, mm-hmm. you know, so much. And, and so I never want to be in this position where I get so hung up on the wrong thing. And in some ways, just majoring in the minors. Yeah. Like I'm... Like, it's okay that someone has something they're really not good at. You know what I mean? And so I don't care as much about our kids when they're in school if they have one subject that they're just really bad at. I don't feel like that should be the thing. Well, especially if they're trying. You know what I mean? It's completely different if they're like, nah, I just don't want to do it. Yeah, like there's something to teaching them to work through it. But I don't Mm -hmm. think that the best thing in life is to just constantly spend all of your energy focusing on improving your weaknesses. Yeah. Like, any, my career has so much benefited from doing the opposite, mm. identifying what I'm good at or what I'm decent at and mm-hmm. put energy into that Yeah, rather than trying to fix all the things that I'm just, it's just not how I was created by God for. Yeah. And, and so well, yeah, anyway. That was like when you were working at um, the brokerage firm and you were like, I will never hard work my way into much of a promotion because it was just, you weren't good at the job. Yeah. And you, you're good at a lot of different things. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, so Bob bakes sourdough bread, too? And I was like, let me tell you about Bob. He's good at a lot <laughs> of different things. Like, it, it is it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I lucked out on I mean, this <laughs> blessing I feel like... of a human because you really are good at a lot of different things. But you're not good at everything. Like, it's I'm just not. impossible to be good at everything. No. And I mean, and for what it's worth, I don't feel like I'm good at that many things. I think I'm interested in a lot of things. And because I'm interested, I learn about them. And so I become better than someone who doesn't know anything about it. Like okay, that's, I think sure. That's, I think that's what it is. And, and I think because I'm so curious mm-hmm. and I like trying new things, uh, that just lends itself to looking like, you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. So no. <laughs> anyway, so the trick with this that we haven't, the bridge that we haven't crossed yet mm-hmm. is uh, whatever that thing is when we have a 18-year-old son who wants to become Justin Bieber or like become a <laughs> professional baseball player or whatever the thing is. Where, right. Where, it, it's hard a parent, to you're excel like, in that area. Yeah. The right? odds of you succeeding mm-hmm. in, in this goal are slim. But, you know, so like right now I very much feel like, listen, I'm going to support you and push you into whatever you feel like God's calling you to, like, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the challenge, I think the rub that probably some people listening with slightly older kids are like, right. well... I don't, I want to keep them in a place where they're not like completely shot if that falls through and it yeah. doesn't work out. Agreed. Um, and, uh, and I'm, you know, like I know we were talking to, we have one friend who a little bit older, his son was exactly that, like wanted to become a professional musician and, uh, and all this stuff. And, and he was in engineering school and he ended up quitting engineering school, like on this path to have a great career. And, uh. And anyway, and just watching it, and he, he's gone on to be like, you know, a very, very pro- prolific songwriter in the Christian mm. music industry and incredibly successful. Yeah. But 
his dad, who I talked to, was like, I, yeah, I had to, I had to lay down kind of my plan and my aspirations for what I thought he could become, and gosh, in this safe path of engineering that he had. Um, I mean, that's another thing that I just think is so hard, and we haven't gotten to that point yet because our oldest kid is nine. You know, yeah. like he just turned nine, and it's like there's not this idea of I don't want to do any of that. I'm only going to do this one thing that, you know, like he doesn't have that choice at this point. Yeah, I mean, even video games. Like this is, you know, so that's our nine-year-old's that, number one passion right now. That is right his now. passion right now. And I have to go back to what I wrote, like that one chapter in our book, I wrote about the professional video gamers. And oh I'm like... And I'm still and, just and like, like shaking my kind head. Of I processing can't believe it. <laughs> you know, and so, uh, yeah, that's something that I'm thinking about more and more. Like how do we... Uh, move him forward in his gifts, right? If, <laughs> Even if I feel like they're crazy, but can, but that's yeah. the thing. I mean, and my point in that chapter was that uh, really, there's so many different ways to make money mm -hmm. these days. There's never been a time like this in the history of the world. There's yeah. so many opportunities, regardless of how unique your skill is mm -hmm. and what it is. Uh, and so, anyway. We yeah. need to practice what I'm preaching with that a little bit. Yeah. And we are to some extent, but I don't... But we're also... I, I don't know where that line is yet. We're still working through that. Good thing he's only nine. We've got some time got to figure time. it out. All right. The last one is, I will give you money if you get good grades. Yeah. And I really like the point of this. Like in the article, he says, growing up, the future entrepreneurs were never taught um, that the life and goal was to be rich. And I think that yeah. that is such a subtle thing because mm. like I'm watching this with our our five year old, even our three year old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they like why want money? Why do they want money? Yeah. Like what, it's, what is it's why is it starting so soon, so young? And we are giving them allowance. I mean, our three year old, not really. We're kind of like, oh, it's not an allowance. good job. Here's a quarter. <laughs> it's not an allowance. They're working for it. Like it's a different. Well, yeah, things. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. We're they're doing chores, and then we'll pay them yeah. for doing chores. But um, I think there's something to that. Of, yeah, I, I I don't know where that line is because there's a convenience factor of exchanging money for doing the work, mm -hmm. but there's something that I think we sh I guess we should be watching in their hearts, um, you know that the goal of this is just not chasing money and yeah. more money, like because that's a lesson that the sooner we can teach them that the sooner that they can get that because so few adults understand that. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and it, it really is like it, it's funny how it's popping up because like our five year old is like, I love money, and I'm like, Why do you love money? What do you love about it? She's yeah. like, I just want more of it. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so I, so I laid my hands on her and started praying for it. Yeah. I'm just kidding, but I was kind of like, But money is just something to buy stuff with. Like that's all it is. It's not. Yeah. It's not that exciting. You don't really want the money. You want the stuff. Yeah, you want what you think money is going to give you. Yeah, going to provide you. But it's fascinating to me how quickly. It seeps into their thinking so fast at five. Yeah, and I'm like, how do you? I like you don't even really understand. And it's interesting too because our oldest just doesn't care about money at all until he wants something. And yeah, so, so in some ways, like he sees it so much more then, as a tool than they do. You yeah. Know what I mean? Which then he's like, about. I'm gonna work really, 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 really hard, and I'm gonna earn this thing that's a hundred dollars. And we're like, dude, it's gonna take you a long time to get a hundred dollars. <laughs> But it is funny how he like will go after it so quickly. But but that but that's interesting because I think he sees it more as a tool. Which is exactly like, what it is. He doesn't it's care unless you have something that you need. Yeah. Right. It's just a means to an end mm -hmm. of the thing that 
I want. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's so many different, like, that's the thing that, this is why we're doing this, guys. This is why we're talking about money in our hearts because there's so many different facets of it. It never ends. You, I just don't think you ever arrive and fully have all this stuff worked out. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm going to read just a little bit more out of this because I think it's super helpful. It says, the parents understood that their kids would never be happy if they were plugging away at something they didn't enjoy and that they would never excel at something if they didn't work nonstop at it mm -hmm. and that they would never work nonstop at it if they didn't love yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And so then they said, they so they raised kids who put their passions into their businesses and made better products and services. The kids trusted that in all likelihood the money would come. Mm -hmm. And even if it didn't, they'd still be better than working hard at something they hated. That is really true. So yeah, I mean, we, you and uh, our brother-in-law, or my, yeah, our brother-in-law, started a candle making business. Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> you guys made candles for a little bit. But you wanted to make beeswax candles. You're like, I'm sick of all these, you know, Candles Paraffin smell candles, yeah. really like artificial stuff. And so you guys were like, we're going to make beeswax candles. They'll be beautiful and whatever else. And then you kind of gave this business to someone else who didn't really care about the beeswax candles. They just wanted they they just wanted something to do. Business, yeah. They wanted a hobby. They wanted a business. And so they started making these beeswax candles, but they didn't really care about them, so they weren't using them. And it was like they're, the quality of them just wasn't great because yeah. they didn't know like they didn't know they how they were actually burning they the weren't thing, passionate about making know? it any better right um so like i i do see this idea but then in contrast whenever you um were laid off and you were really only making a hundred dollars a month <laughs> from, <laughs> from the blog at the time but you have that story about how you were driving to the library to work which i think is hilarious mm -hmm. you're driving there Windows rolled down on a beautiful sunny day, and you were like, "This is the life." If I never make, you know, eight dollars an hour. If I never make more than eight dollars an hour, this is going to be worth it because I love what I'm doing and I love the freedom. That, and it was like you were so excited about it and passionate about it and everything else. Yeah. And that was what drove you to make things better. Yeah. So. This well, is and that's what they say really here. Good point. They said, as a result of all this, they, the kids grew up with a sense of purpose and wanting to make a difference in the world. Yeah. And like, I, that's what I want for our kids. Mm -hmm. I want them to, yeah, have that sense of purpose, have that sense of I'm doing my work to impact the kingdom, to right. make these people's lives better, whatever. Money is a byproduct of that, but I'm not chasing money. Mm -hmm. I am chasing purpose. I yeah. am chasing what God has for me to do mm -hmm. on this planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I want that. And I think part of the reason I want it so bad is because it took me a long time to get there. Mm, yeah. It, it just felt like it was a fight to get there. And all of us, I feel like we have to fight mm -hmm. to get to that point because the world, it's stacked up against us. Like, yeah. this is not how the world thinks. It's not how it operates. And everything is about the hustle and grind until you're rich. And then, you know, whatever, like all those different things. And that's just not the focus that we as believers should have, you know? Yeah, because there, there is a component of that. It's like you can't just sit around. I mean, even the Bible talks about if you're lazy, you shouldn't eat, you know? Like yeah. stuff like that where it's like yeah. you can't just sit around and do nothing. But um, finding what God has for you or helping your kids figure out what God has for them and what their natural giftings are and just pushing them that, in that direction. I mean, yeah, that's something that I think we're striving to do yep. in our in our relationship with our kids. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get there. I know a lot of you probably have figured all this out. So yeah. please 
Share your wisdom. Send us a DM <laughs> on Instagram. Tell us how to do it, how yeah. it's done. All right, let's read a review from the book so we can give oh, away yeah. a $25 Amazon gift yes, card. Yes, I love this. Okay. So we found uh, a recent book review. Yes, and it's MD05. That's what it looks so like. So this is on Amazon. So again, yes. we a lot of these, well, really, we don't have your email address. So whether you leave a podcast review or a book review for our book, Simple Money Rich Life, we do not have your email address. So uh, I am trusting you to reach out to us so that we can give you this $25 yes. Amazon gift card. Because we don't know how to get a hold of you otherwise. So if you left <laughs> a review on Amazon a recently, Thank when was you. it left? Uh, January 30th. Oh. 2023. If you left it then, uh, which is today. I was going to say, that's the day of this recording, isn't it? Um, then, uh, yeah, send us an email. Email bob at seedtime.com or DM um, at seedtime on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Let us we'll know. we'll get back to you. Yeah. Okay, so this says, by far the best financial book I've ever read. Dang. Lots of practical tips, but written from a Christian perspective with a focus on giving. Lots of sound biblical insight and financial advice uh, with easy application strategies. Definitely recommend. Thanks, MDO5. Thank you, MDO5. Appreciate that. That's awesome. So claim your reward. Claim your reward, MDO5. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's something that we're going to try to do every time we get a chance. Um, mm -hmm. Just read some reviews. And we just like giving stuff. So we're going to give uh, Amazon gift cards if we read. the best way to live. If we um, read your review on here. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's all we have for today. Be blessed, be blessing. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.